podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast. The average movie podcast for average movie fans. By average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 59. I'm your host, Justin. I'm Kyle. And I'm John. Yay! Hi! Yeah. Hey, 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 the gang's all here. Wow. Shocking. And now it's time for... Has Kyle Has seen it? <laughs> yeah. Has Kyle ah. seen it? God, that goddamn shrill voice. I forgot to ask if you actually had anything, because I don't have anything. Kyle, uh, I mean, Justin, do you think Kyle has seen the movie Grudge Match? Sylvester Stallone, Robert De Niro. I hope for his, you know, mind's sake he hasn't. That's so a good movie. Go with a no. Kyle, have you seen Grudge Match with Robert De Niro and Sylvester Stallone? Unfortunately, I think I watched it with you and Dad, so. Oh. Well, that was dumb. Pick a movie he's seen with you. Good thinking, John. Like, I can remember what the hell I've watched with him. <laughs> Shocks, you can remember what you watched this week. Well, that's why we have Letterboxd. <laughs> Speaking of, John, what have you watched this week? <laughs> um, actually, we do have a news story. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's right there. Where to look at the notes beforehand, Justin? I don't care. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> All right, Kyle, why don't you tell us our news story this week? <clears throat> John Beasley passed away on Tuesday, May 30th, at the age of 79, and he's best known for Firestarter, Lost Souls, Sam Raimi's The Gift, Haunted Mage, Maze, The Purge, Anarchy, Sinister 2, and then The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. How was that? Oh. Welcome to yeah, the uh, Okay. Anyways, now that we just destroyed that segment. <laughs> Sorry, the doorbell. All right. So now, do you want to know what I've watched? Sure. What have you watched, John? All right. It's been a slow week. <laughs> um. I watched a very, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas that completed that series. I watched American Pie, American Reunion, Superbad, Ted, Final Exam, Joyride 2, Dead Ahead, Creed 3, Return to, Return to Newcomb High, aka Volume 2, Mall Rats, Blown Away, and the classic Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Kyle, what have you seen? Um, I finished Trainwreck, Woodstock 99. Then I watched Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse. Then I watched Leon the Professional and then Blown Away. What did you think of that documentary? Um, well, it's kind of, there's a lot of stuff they don't mention, which is weird. Like, I don't know. I searched up the artists that were there, and like, yep. 
they never mentioned Raging the Machine, Metallica, like so many. Alanis Morissette was there too, and like I don't know. That was the Netflix one, correct? Yeah, I believe there's one on Hulu too. That is HBO. Is H- yeah, yeah, HBO, and it goes a little more in depth, but you know that was that was us, Justin. That was our age group, kinda. Yeah, no, I remember it. Oh, I first remember church. it. I was at Mini Woodstock when they had the River Rave the first year and last year at Foxborough Stadium. <laughs> yeah. That was basically the same thing. It was a riot. Really? Uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Huh. But. Okay. Anywho. Now, I have watched, let's see if I can remember what I've watched. I watched Ted. I unfortunately watched Winnie the Pooh, but not me. So to cleanse my palate, after that I watched Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. And I watched Celtic Pride, which is, it's been a while since I watched that movie, so that was well worth the watch. Um, and did you know, Judd Apatow wrote that. Celtic Pride? Yeah. Oh, he at least had a that. hand in it. He was one of the credited writers. Okay. Um, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, it's a good I did movie. Watch, yeah, it is. I did watch Blown Away. And I... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> That's not your color. And I watched Blank Man. Ah, uh, Blank Man. I, I like that movie. Kyle, what did you watch? Over this. It. Way to pay attention there, guy. Yeah, give me crap for reading notes. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, it's time for another installment of Fresh Notes. <laughs> so, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey came out on digital this week, so I was nice. I bought it so we could all watch it, even though Kyle refused to watch it again. I liked it. I, I didn't have high expectations going in, and it lived up to the low expectations that I expected. Justin, what, what's your issue with the movie? The, the story sucked. The, 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 everything sucked about it. I, I just didn't like it. Yeah. they uh, like, The way they hyped it up about, you know, ah, it's Winnie the Pooh, ah, it's like, eh, no. It was just... Terrible. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the, I, I thought the cinematography was really good. That was the only thing that was good. But um, they tried to make it too serious when I, I uh, they should have just leaned more into the Winnie the Pooh stuff because you can really just take him out and put any random slasher in and it's the same movie. Yeah. Where, like, I wanted yeah. it to be super silly Winnie the Pooh stuff. Yeah. And that's what I was going in expecting. But, and even, like, how he only talks at the end. Like, it would have been amazing if they're all talking in those voices and, like, killing people. Well, like, that I think alone. the thing is, the voices aren't free range, yeah. so you can't have those voices. Oh, well. Um, which is that's <laughs> how they explain that away. But I agree. I wanted more... Um, I, I wanted them to lean harder into it. Yeah. They took it as too... Like they they made it a ser they tried to make it a serious movie. Mm-hmm. They tried to make it a serious slasher. 
and it's it it's it's not. It's a fucking bear and a pig. And like sometimes that'll make it funny when they're taking something super silly so serious, but like there's nothing silly besides no. their outfits, and that's it. And like even their appearance, it wasn't silly. It was just poor. Yeah. Like the makeup was not good. Yeah. Like most of Pooh's head looked plastic. I mean, I I did like how they looked, but again, I think because I wanted I like they looked silly, so I thought they would be more silly. But yeah. Sure, I'm going. Oh, dear, dear, dear. stabbing. But, yeah, where was Tigger? No, I mean exactly. I want to Tigger to be Tigger... bouncing to kill people. I don't think Tigger is yeah, part of that whole. No, he's that part was of kind of like a Disney. Yeah, like he's. Yeah. I think that was a Disney creation, honestly. So, Probably. you know, the story of Winnie the Pooh by yeah. I can't remember the author's name right now, but I believe that's what entered the public domain. Yeah. So down the line. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, Part 6. That's when Tigger gets his revenge. Mickey Mouse is almost there. That's when we'll have some fun. Steamboat Willie's out there now. So. Yeah, now. But Mickey Mouse is on his way. Aren't they doing a well, Peter Pan one? Isn't that... The yes. One? Oh, wasn't it... Was it Peter Pan or Bambi? They're doing Grinch. Oh, Grinch, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Did that come out? The mean one. No, uh, I think it comes out this December. I think it's been through the festival ring. Yeah. Well. So. Yeah. It well, didn't give me what I wanted. That's why I didn't like it. Yeah. It's I just agree. like. It's just. Yeah. It's like. He could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, didn't, I was. Well, like I, was I said. Super excited for it the expectations too. weren't high going into it. And especially after what Kyle said and Justin said. I know. Well, I mean, my expectations weren't high either. Like. I knew it's, you know, they, you know, are just hopping on this because of the, they wanted to be the first ones with the whole public domain thing, but you had time. (laughs) This wasn't like all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is a thing like they've known for a hundred years. So, you know, I, I, you want more if you're going to try and jump the gun and be first like that. And yeah, it did seem rushed. I mean, it just entered public domain January 1st, so they were working on this prior to it, but I mean, it's already out on digital. I believe it came out in February, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, Justin, yay or nay? Save yourself some time, but I mean, if you want to see Pooh kill some people, <coughs> sure. Okay. It's a novelty. Nay. I say yay. Check it out. It's fun for what it is. That's all. You know. All right. Justin, move us along. How about picks of the week? How you go? Um, I know John's really excited for this movie, so that's why I chose it. But um, I chose Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, 
After reuniting uh, with Gwen Stacy, Brooklyn's full-time, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is catapulted across the multiverse, where he encounters a team of Spider-People charged with protecting its very existence. However, when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles finds himself pitted against the other Spiders, and he soon he must soon redefine what it means to be a hero so he can save the people he loves most. So it just came out June 2nd. Directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. Um, yeah, this is, like, easily one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen. Um, I, I do have a question, though, real yeah. quick. Um, did that have a preview for John, John's other favorite upcoming movie, The Hitman's Wife's Best Friend's Bodyguard? <laughs> <laughs> it did, it did real, actually. It? No. Are you not. serious? Not yet, it isn't. Um, do you have a time? Yeah, yeah, because no. they were good movies, and I want to see another one. <laughs> I'm actually going to see it this weekend, so it is. It's it's. There's a ton of references. It's it's really, really, really good, and it's a part one, so it's uh the page. Yeah, it's just it's incredible, honestly. It's <laughs> right now. It's the top rated film on Letterbox of all time. It's like that highly rated out of the gate. Is um, it appropriate for a seven year old? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a animated Spider-Man movie, but I mean, it's it's definitely intense. But like, in in a way, kids' movies get. But um, yeah, there's some scenes that might be scary, I guess, because it's really intense. But yeah, well, Hunter's excited to see it, so I guess yeah. I have to go see it. You'll like it too. It's that good. Well, I'll report back next week. All right. How about? How about big old John John boy? What what's your pick of the week? Well, I went back to a classic movie, 1995's Mallrats. T.S. played by Jeremy London and his best friend Brody played by Jason Lee take a trip to the mall after their girlfriends break up with them. Wow. T.S.'s girlfriend Brandy played by Claire Forlani is participating in, in a dating game show at the mall which was the initial cause of their breakup. Meanwhile, Brody's ex, Renee, played by Sharon Darty, has begun dating a sleazy storage manager, Sh- Shannon, played by Ben Affleck. T.S. and Brody seek out ways to ruin the game show, hunted all while hunted all the while by Brandy's father, Jared, played by Michael Rooker, and with help from Jay and Silent Bob. Released on October 20th, 1995, directed by Kevin Smith. Thank God you didn't do that every time you broke up. We would have been at the mall three times as often as we were. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to touch that. But, yeah, okay. Thanks, Justin. Back in 1995. 1995. Back when there were malls. Yeah, yeah, you and Jen Graber. Oh, you're funny. You're funny. <laughs> He's still going to the Crystal Square Mall. <laughs> I go to the what? The Crystal Square Mall or whatever that what? one in North Attleboro is. Emerald Square Mall. <laughs> Emerald Square. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the gems all mixed up. Hey, hey man. Hey, I never, dated, I never dated Jen Graber. And B, Crystal was an ex-fiance, not a mall, okay? <laughs> Jerk. I was going to say, what is this? The Crystal Chris, yeah, Chaos Emerald Mall. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to call right. that a mall, 90% of it's fucking empty now. Oh, I'm sure. It was they even started. took the playground away. 
to play for. 75% empty when I was there. Yeah, well, now it's 90%. Sears is gone. Well, Sears sucked anyway, so. All right, what's your pick, Justin? We have Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. A charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a long-lost relic. But their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. Released March 31st, 2023, directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Steinstein. Sure. This is a fun movie. I enjoyed it. I, I haven't watched play, it yet. I don't play D&D, never have, but I, it was pretty cool. Really fun movie. Yeah, I heard it's uh, well-received. Hunter wanted to watch it. I don't know how the hell he knew about it, but whatever. Not bad. I guess he could. I don't know. Well, he watched... uh, huh? He watched Black Adam. Oh, well, that was a gigantic pile of turd, so. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, on to our main topic. Blown away. Initially released July 1st, 1994, directed by Stephen Hopkins. Music composed by Alan Silvestri and story by John Rice and Joe Battier. It had a budget of 28 million U.S. dollars. 50 U.S. million dollars. <laughs> it, it was somewhere between 28 and 50. Yeah. Um, it was distributed by Metro Golden Meyer. And United International Pictures has a rating of R for length, for violence, and foul language, and has a runtime of, of, of. Listen, you know, you guys can do notes too, you know. Blown Away's runtime is. Two hours and one minute. Yes. It's almost like I looked it up before. Well, you could have put it in there. Yeah, two hours and one minute. I was surprised it was over the two two hour mark. Usually yeah. movies back then weren't. Yeah. But this was actually supposed to be released in April, but they had such high confidence in it that they pushed it to be a summer blockbuster. But and you have it currently streaming on none, but I guess yeah. if you have if you have a Showtime subscription you can Yes. Stream it on the Showtime. Account. I somehow have one. I don't know how. I think I have it through like Spotify or something, but that's how I watched it. Oh, it was on Voodoo. Yeah, but you probably would have been watching it and I would have gotten kicked off. No, I tried to watch it yesterday when I finished work because I said, who the hell else would be watching it right now? And sure enough, Justin was trying to watch it. No, that was the other movie. Oh, yeah, that was Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, never mind. I watched Blown Away on my on demand. Oh. And then when I finished, I went to my guide to see what else was on, and it was on. <laughs> so the cast includes Jeff Bridges as Lieutenant Jimmy Dove slash Liam McGivney, Tommy Lee Jones as Ryan Garrity, Susie Amos as Kate Dove, Lloyd Bridges as retired Officer Max O'Bannon, Forrest Whitaker as Officer Anthony Franklin, Steffi Lindbergh as Lizzie, and then John Finn as Captain Fred Rourke. And a nice little cameo by Cuba Gooding Jr. too. Yep. Cuba Gooding was in there. Yes, he was. But 
Alright, so this movie starts out, you've got uh, a whole lot of hustle bustle going on. You got some flashbacks going, you got the bombs and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, you got the Irish Republican Army fighter, Ryan Garrity, escaping from his cell in the castle prison, Northern Ireland, by turning a toilet into a bomb, killing a guard and his cellmate in the process. My, my, my biggest issue with this movie, and it's probably the only issue I really have with this movie, the accents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Tommy Lee Jones did great despite Jeff Bridges did great despite Lloyd Bridges did great despite but those gosh darn accents were terrible. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I mean I feel like Tommy Lee Jones because he was like his character is crazy enough it kind of worked. But Jeff Bridges is, like, in and out. I don't even know what accent he was doing. Yeah, his was coming and going real bad. For some reason, I kept thinking of um, Kurt Russell. (laughs) Watching this movie. Yeah. They're intertwined in my head. (laughs) And then I was like, and I was trying to figure out, like, why is his voice sound? And it it was Jeff Bridges. I kept forgetting it was Jeff Bridges. But... What what you guys think of the uh, toilet bomb, huh? That was unique. Yeah, it was a good intro. I um, I was expecting we... Irish Tommy Lee Jones, so got me into it. Yeah, he's a little crazy, and uh, kind of shows how weak weak the uh, walls were in that prison. But yeah, I'm surprised it took him twenty years. Or, yeah, but I mean, you know, he could blow it up with a toilet, but that blanket and mattress sure did protect him real well. <laughs> The man's his cellmate, so. Yeah, well. But, um. All right, so now we're in Boston. Uh, Lieutenant James Jimmy Dove is a veteran of the Boston Police Bomb Squad. Interesting note, my mother's father was actually on the Boston Bomb Squad. But, um, he's on the verge of retirement and decides he wants to take on a new task of training newer recruits, but uh, while attending his stepdaughter's birthday party, he gets a page, and he has to go to MIT to save Nancy from a computer bomb when the um, the robot that would, I guess, when she touched any words and the lights filled up, the bomb would have exploded after her. Boyfriend kills himself. Yeah. Or it would go off if she stopped typing. But technology fails again because as soon as they try to transfer over to the robot, it stops working. So. Um, You know, he saves Nancy just mere seconds before it detonates when the bites are counting down. Um. But this is kind of when it's revealed that Jimmy is really Liam 
a former member of the Northern Ireland terrorist cell. You see the flashbacks that he has, and then he starts throwing up when he's outside of the room. So, um, and in his time in Northern Ireland, uh, Liam, uh, as he's known there, is friends with Garrity. Um, Garrity tried to set up a bomb that would have killed, you know, a bunch of civilians, uh, but. Liam kind of dove in and prevented him, but it ended up in the death of his girlfriend, who is Garrity's sister, um, and then Garrity was arrested, so that kind of led to why they have this, you know, rivalry going on, kind of. Um, devastated McGivney moved to Boston and took on a new identity, hoping to find atonement and saving others by defusing bombs, since he was raised from a young age to know how to make them. Um, only his uncle, who's a retired police officer, uh, Max O'Bannon is aware of his past and encourages him to retire early, feeling he has, you know, paid back and done his penance. I have to say that was, was quite the ch- casting choice to cast. Well, I believe that's his dad, correct? Lloyd yep. Bridges. Mm-hmm. Yep. As his uncle, and as I love when he's fucking around with the uh, the hot tub, yeah. trying to get the bubbles, and he's fucking hitting it with a wrench and. Mm-hmm. But, and I mean, it's nice to see you know Lloyd Bridges in this kind of role because you you know they, I, you, we were only used to seeing him in the big things like you know airplane and yeah uh, hot shots and all that. So it's yeah more he serious role. Did a great job. Yeah, he still had that lively you know spunky old man kind of feel, but mm-hmm. serious instead of. Complete goofball. Uh, but at this point, uh, the news is on the radio of him stopping that bomb at MIT. And, of course, Garrity from across the bar manages to recognize if somebody he hasn't seen in 20 years on the TV mm-hmm. on a little screen. Um, uh, so he has taken up residence in an abandoned casino boat, which... I don't remember ever seeing an abandoned casino boat anywhere near Boston, but I don't know. <laughs> nope, I don't think be... I don't think gambling was allowed up until about what three or four years ago. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so maybe uh, times were different down down <laughs> on the shores. And as we follow the movie along, we find out that he has taken a job as a janitor at the police station, just to learn more about Dove's past, and present life, and his coworkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has set up bombs specifically designed to kill the rest of the bomb squad, uh, with, unfortunately, Blanket becoming the first victim uh, on the night of uh, our hero's wedding. Yeah, that's a rough one. Day you retire, you get married, all that good stuff. and So, let's talk about when, you know, He's back at the scene where Blanket dies, and he's trying to figure it out, and then uh, Forrest Whitaker shows up. Like, to have that much sense to ricochet off of a wall, knowing exactly where the person would be, that's fucking genius. I mean, you learn things when you become good at doing bad things. 
You know? it, yeah, that reminded me of uh, Law Abiding Citizen, just like the crazy shit he does in that. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, so now Jimmy wants to go back on the team, even though he's retired, to fill Blanket's spot. And he gets a call that there's a bomb on a trolley. So he rushes there, and they're telling him, no, you can't be on the team. Let us figure this out. You know, it's it's just a fake. And he looks at the molding that he said was Play-Doh, and he sees the imprint of the bomb-diffusing machine that they use and figures out that that's where the bomb is. Well, sadly, running through all those cops, not getting in, uh, everybody getting in his way, he tells them not to turn the, turn it off, which Cortez does, and him and Reader are then killed by the explosive hidden by the in the bomb disposal robot. So Dove then receives a call from Garrity and realizes that. Kate and his stepdaughter Elizabeth are in danger. He rushes home, finds no bombs, even though they set up like a lot of guessing if you've never seen the movie before. When she like turns on the stove or she answers the oh, phone yeah. or she turns on the light and you're like, oh shit. I haven't seen this movie in years, so I was like, does this explode now? <laughs> well, Jimmy gets there, no bombs, but he does find his dog, Boomer, in Elizabeth's closet. And he begins to tell Kate about his past in Ireland and tells her to take Elizabeth and go to the Cape to his uncle's cottage. So then we see first. What if his character, running up and down stairs, getting in shape, comes home, puts on some music and headphones, then you hear the beeping sound. And now we have Garrity's third bomb, which was in the speaker and in the headset, and he is able to call Jimmy with his toe on the phone, which Jimmy comes and practically saves his life. Can't do that no more. What? Something with your foot? Because you need to get the phone to your face to turn it on. Well, nine out of ten times the cell phone's in your friggin' hands anyways, so. In your pocket. Yeah. But, um, Dove does rescue him, and Franklin promises Dove any assistance he can offer. So. I thought it was funny when he was, like, speaking really loudly, and they get mad at him. Oh, yeah. Hey, this thing's on. <laughs> what about the, um, we kind of skimmed over it, but when he's teaching them and he, he steps on the bouncing Betty. Oh, yeah. And he, and fuck, and he steps off and somebody says to Tom Lee Jones, hey, it looks like you got a mess to clean up now. Mm-hmm. So. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, Max decides to stop Garrity himself trying to get close to him at an Irish bar, but instead he ends up captured by him and latched to a makeshift bomb. 
Uh, Dove tracks down Max and goes to retrieve his tools, but Max, realizing that Garrity had created the bomb to kill both of them, intentionally triggers it while uh, he doves away and sacrifices himself. Um, in analyzing the bomb's debris, uh, he finds a roulette ball that points to the abandoned ship, where he then finds Garrity. Uh, Garrity reveals that he has set up another bomb in Kate's car and arms it via radio signal, and uh, this activates a Rube Goldberg-esque mechanism to trigger an even larger set of explosives that will destroy the ship. Um, I think also one thing I found funny was that he was always listening to U2 whenever he was like making the bombs. Well, yeah, because that lady he, gave him the tape. Yeah, he, he bought the cassette when he bought the... Justin, did you ever have that toy? I had something similar, yeah. yeah. I think we have it right now. Yeah, I, you I'm know, pretty sure I can go in that room over there and find it somewhere. So basically, Kyle probably doesn't know what it was, but basically, it was a bunch of things you would connect, and then you could build this big thing, and you drop a marble, and it would bounce, you know, go through a wheel. Yeah, and you know, um, so how about when Lloyd Bridges gets the information? He goes to Fenway Park. And gets it from the hot dog guy. Well, who's going to hear and see all? Yeah. Hot dog guy. Um, hot dog guy. Kyle, could you raise your camera up a little bit? Justin, lower your camera down a little bit. Thank you. I slunk. Uh, yeah, all. okay. I got comfortable. So, <laughs> okay, Kyle. I can't raise it any more than this. That's fine. Yeah, as I, mean, long as you I can't can... really raise it. <laughs> as long as I can see your face. We we are on YouTube now at the Movie Bar Pod at, at YouTube. I'm um, nearly helping out our watchers by getting myself as far away from the actual yeah. screen as possible. See how perfect mine is? Uh, squares. Kyle, what happened to your camera? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to fix it. Okay. Well, Dove engages Garrity in a large melee throughout the ship. When Dove gains the upper hand, he handcuffs himself to Garrity, preventing from leaving, to prevent him from leaving, preparing to die to keep his secret and prevent any more deaths. Dove is then saved by Franklin at the last second, having followed Dove to the ship, and the two escape in time before the ship explodes, killing Garrity in the process. I know it's a different time. But even in 1994, if an explosion that big happened in the waterfront anywhere near Boston, that concert's over. <laughs> yes. Sorry. And they're going to hear it, they're going to feel it, and they're going to see it. That concert's yes. over. <laughs> yes. And what he is, the concert he is speaking of was at the, the Hat Show, I believe it's called. Yes. Um, Boston Pops playing on the 4th of July. So, it was kind of funny because MIT just had their graduation a week ago, which was the start of the movie. Now we're on the 4th of July. There you go. So, cool explosions. Well, it's a movie about bombs, so there better be some cool explosions. Um, The two then race back to the city, hoping to stop Kate before she can start, start the car. Um, they arrive too late, but are able to catch up to Kate, and uh, Dove jumps into the car 
and he finds the complex bomb and manages to defuse it in time. Sometimes you just gotta decapitate the duck. <laughs> yeah. And that's that. Um, as they're recovering, Franklin tells Dove he knows his past identity, but will keep it a secret. We take credit for taking down Gary. Dove agrees and gives Franklin his beeper before leaving Kate Lizzie. And Franklin plays a little trick on him. Gives a little heart attack, makes him think there's another thing going on. It was pretty funny. Everybody loves a hero. That's why he joined. That's why Franklin joined the bomb squad. Yeah, but yeah, I get, I, get a, I can tell you I couldn't get behind his hero. Who, Franklin? Yeah. He was too cocky. Yeah, too much. And I think having that bomb next to his air really fucking brought him down a few notches. Yeah, unfortunately he had it back by the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so. It's like you didn't actually do anything other than save his life. Like, yeah. that was important. But had you not been there, well, I guess he saved the wife's life, but by proxy. But yeah, yeah, but Jimmy was ready to die on that ship. Yeah. Keep his secrets hidden. Yeah. You know. So, but, all right, well, considering where it took place, what did you guys think of that setting? The only issue I had with it was they showed the city hall in Boston as the police station. Yeah, well. Anybody else catch they that? Will do that? They will do that. They do that a lot. Yeah. City hall is a very noticeable building. It's upside down. Yeah. yeah. But Yeah, I mean, the police station probably isn't noticeable, so you'd rather have one that looks good. Yeah. But, no, I mean, Boston's the perfect setting for this. I mean... You know, a lot of Irish people. (laughs) A lot of Irish. (laughs) Their bomb squad, you know, there's that video that went around of when they were defusing a bomb and one of them got blown up and. Enough, like, family historying this thing out here. Hey, it's a family, what? What? Family time. But no, I, I don't, I don't, you know, plus you have the waterfront nearby too, so I think that was a good. Backdrop, you know, played a big part in it. Well, and Boston has, you know, one of the most famous Fourth of July celebrations there are, so. Yeah. And, you know, they snuck a lot of, you know, Fenway Park, shit like oh, that, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Like all the cops at a funeral watching the fucking Red Sox game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's you what know. happens. Yeah. So. I don't know. Good setting. Mm-hmm. About the effects. How how are you guys feeling about the effects? The dead bodies, the explosions. Amazing. Definitely very nineties. Yeah. Well, yeah. You gotta go and, for as much as you can. Yeah, definitely wasn't they, they were practical effects. You know. Yeah, I mean like when the the, the two guys exploded at the back of the van there. Yeah, you could clearly tell they just kind of show some dummies in front of the thing before they lit it off. Yeah. But I mean, you know, overall, I mean, it did it 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 fit together. It looked fairly good. Yeah. Um, again, the biggest issue would just have to be the goddamn accents. Yeah. Actually, I, I had an issue with the first bomb, the one that killed Blanket. 
The bridge was still intact afterwards. Yeah. But did you see the mushroom cloud that it fucking caused that Jimmy saw it across? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, but the effects on Blanket's face, if you notice, like I watched it on my phone and I could still tell you could see the indent like on his like on Mm -hmm. the side of his face. But yeah, good effects. You guys have, I mean, what did you think about the actual acting overall? I mean, definitely Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he really, he really kind of takes it over, but his kind of crazy in a movie like this, I think it, it really plays well with how quickly he can kind of be that happy, jovial, sounding, you know, nice old man, and then immediately he's threatening and he's... Yeah. 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 The scene when he was, like, going up to the daughter with the kite and stuff was good. Oh, yeah. It makes sense why he was uh, (laughs) Two-Face. Yeah, he definitely... Was that... That was after this, right? Yeah, that was 97. Yeah. I believe that was Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. Was that one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna watch that again. But uh yeah, and then like um Jeff Bridges definitely you could tell when he like when he's trying to defuse the bomb and like little things or he's trying to be funny but serious at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah, when he, he tells did. the girl, Okay, I gotta get in between your legs now. Like Yeah. And I mean you could tell he's study because you know, you could see him. <clears throat> You know, he'd keep, you know, doing that with his fingers and, you know, he'd get all set up and then he'd kind of psych himself out and get up again. And yeah, I mean, I've never done anything that stressful, but, you know, when I was working electrical, if you're playing with something that's live, you you kind of have those, those feelings. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, you know, the like when he was inside the house. Like just walking around the daughter's room, calling him, like maniacal. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones was maniacal in this, and definitely played to a cat the, the character's strength. And then I mean, you get those videos of him, you know, with the puppets. Yeah. And oh just, yeah. Just great, 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 great. Again, I think that this movie probably would have gotten more recognition if it wasn't for the goddamn horrible accents. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's really all it is. Um do we recommend Blown Away from 1994? Yes. Kyle. Mm, yeah. If you're into action movies, definitely. I do. I do. I love this movie. Um even though the accents kind of make you kind of cringe. I think Tommy Lee Jones did great in this movie. Jeff Bridges, I mean his accent again. It came and went, but you know you could feel his emotion in it. So I think it was it was a good movie. I could recommend it. But see, that's how they think people from Boston talk. Well, you know, they think a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, sequel potential. Yeah, I 
I could see a sequel. Maybe I would have, you know, it would have been better 20 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, right <laughs> after the first one. But Yeah. Here's the problem. That still would have been a decade <laughs> after the first one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he said, oh, yeah, immediately after you. <laughs> 20 years ago. No, that's 30 years ago would be immediately But after. no, 10 years after, it could have been good, you know. Yeah, I think it was. But now, time. Jeff Bridges, you know, he, he's 30 years older now. And so is Tommy Lee Jones. And, and Forrest Whitaker, and, you know, everybody's <laughs> older. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I could see a sequel where maybe, like, another relative comes over from Ireland and... You know, Trent yeah. goes after Franklin's character because he quote unquote killed him and Jimmy has to come out of retirement to help him. They could have been the new uh Riggs and Murtaugh, you know. Yeah. A weapon I, I, I'd, I'd have gotten real sick of him yeah. real quick. Um I mean reboot. Yeah, but you know damn well it would be a Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, that's fine. But who who could you see playing Tommy Lee Jones' character? Jared Leto. No. Good God, no. What what about um Donnell Logue from uh like the show Grounded for Life? I know who you're talking about. I don't know. If you if you've seen him on SVU, he plays like that serious role. He was on Sons of Anarchy in a serious a role. I've seen him a lot. I know. But I, I I could see him playing Tommy Lee's character against a Mark Wahlberg. Or who who could play uh, Jeff Bridges' character except for Wahlberg? Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Casey Affleck. <laughs> no, John Krasinski. They pick, pick a British person. What about um Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> no, they're ca- they're casting a listers. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. What 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 rating do you give this, John? I give this a four and a half stuff mugs. Ooh, pretty high, Kyle. I think I agree <coughs> with Letterboxd at 2.9. I'm going to give it a four. I like this movie. holds a lot of great memories. Uh, the accents leave something to be desired, but other than that, I think it's... Well, good. before the end, that's how they thought all us Bostonians talked. Well, he didn't even do a good Boston accent. None of them did. Well, to be fair, they weren't doing Boston accent. They were trying to be Irish. Yeah. yeah. There's a difference. Kevin Bacon. I could see him playing Jeff Bridges' character. I bet you he has a mean Irish accent. R.I.P.D. I don't think he did. R.I.P.D. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. <laughs> All right, well, IMDb gave us 6.2, Rotten Tomatoes 39%, Letterboxd 2.9. I mean, 
teach their own. I like it. It's nostalgic for me. I used to watch this movie a lot. So, what will we be covering next week, Mr. John Boy? Next week, we are covering the 1993 classic Last Action Hero starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait, what the, what the hell? I thought we were watching The Strangers. What happened? No. Talk to him about that real quick. Told you. Last Action Hero is just a better movie. The bar is now closed, so we can't change it. <laughs> Kyle, you. have you seen Last Action Hero? Oh. Yes. We've been over that like five okay. times. Just make it sure. All right, now I'll do the spiel. Do you want to do it? You can do it. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening, and please let us know who you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar.outlook.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>